Praise the Lord, saints of God, praise the Lord. We give God the glory. We give God the honor. We give him the praise. That's what? Do his name. Somebody say that with me. It is do his name. Hallelujah. Once again, this is Pastor Ricky Bennett. PB is everybody call me. I'm not in all of those titles. Just PB. Praise the Lord, Senior Pastor of the New Covenant International Fellowship Ministries of Norcross, Georgia, where we are an extraordinary ministry for an extraordinary people. And you are extraordinary. Go in the mirror and look at yourself and tell yourself you're extraordinary. Amen. Because you are an extraordinary person, you will do extraordinary things. Hallelujah. And this is PB's Corner, our weekly podcast. Amen. We're here. Praise the Lord. We're in the midst of a uh, awesome series. I'm, I'm getting blessed by just teaching you guys. I'm getting blessed by just by teaching you about keeping your focus. This is part two on keeping your focus. We're, we're going to pick up where we left off on last week as it pertains to have keeping your focus. You got to understand focus is everything. Focus is everything because if Satan can get you off of your focus, he got you. If Satan can get you off of foc focusing on your destiny and doing the things that God has called you to do, then he has you. He has you stuck. And that's the reason why you keep going around in cycles over and over again. Cycles. Why? Because you can't focus. Because you're walking around in the circle being led by something or being led by someone or being led by a spirit. That's not like God. So because you're not being led by the spirit of God, you still coming back to the same thing, same place, same time. And that is where Satan wants to keep you bound in the same place at the same time. We got to get into this word. Listen, y'all know what time it is. Y'all got to go get them Bibles. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's time. Bless God for us to go into the word. And I'm excited. I am excited. This is once again. Keeping your focus, part two. Amen. I'm not going to prolong the time. I need to get into the scriptures so we can talk about it, so we can go over some things. Amen. And when we left off, we was really looking at the scriptures. The word of God was coming forth. And so that's let us go back to the word of God. Our foundation scriptures, once again, for those who are, 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 are watching by social media platforms or listening by the various podcasts, foundational scriptures is Isaiah chapter number 26, verse 3. Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. Once again, Isaiah 26, verses 3, Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3, Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you're on social media platforms, please hit those likes. Please hit those shares. Amen. Share it out to somebody. Comment in the comment section. Let me know if you're on the podcast and you're being blessed. Go to our website, www.ncifm.org. Leave us a message. Leave us a comment. We would like to hear from you. You can go to our Facebook page. Leave a comment. Leave a message. We want to hear from you. YouTube, wherever you are. Because this word is changing me. Amen. Praise the Lord, because I had to be the first partaker of it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Isaiah 26, verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. The Bible says, thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. You're going to keep him in perfect peace. Amplified. I love the Amplified. I told y'all last week. 
I love what the Amplified does. It doesn't take away from the Bible. It amplifies it. What does he say? He said, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind, both its inclination and its character is stayed on you. Inclinations, your intent, intention, what, you, what you're thinking about doing, your character, who you are. But if you keep your mind, your thought processes, your focus, stayed on him, watch this. He'll keep you in perfected peace. What, what's perfect and constant peace? That means it don't matter. Remember, remember we talked last week. It don't matter what you go through. No matter what you do. No matter what you face. None of that has nothing to do with your situations and your circumstances. God said, I'm going to keep you in a constant, perfect peace. A silly peace. That's what I call it. I call it a silly peace. It's a peace that doesn't make sense. It has like. As we said last week, you make life look easy for people because they see you going through hell and yet you don't become unfrazzled. You're going through pure hell and they're looking at you and they're waiting for you to crack and you smile every day. Throw your hands up. Give God praise. You do, you do the exact opposite of what people expect. Why? Because your mind is focused, stayed on God, stayed on Jesus. It keeps you in perfect peace that, you know, this too shall pass. my God right there. That's a shout moment right there. That's a moment to shout. This too shall pass. Yep. This too shall you going through something right now. Yep. Why you ain't upset? This too shall pass. You can even be like the Shumanite one, the Shunanite woman. When her son died, when the prophet, bless God, told her that she was going to have a son. She was barren. She had a son. The son was out, in the, out working with the father in the field. He dropped dead. She told, she told her husband, put, put him up in the prophet's room because she had made a room for the prophet when he came through. And she told the prophet, put, her, put him up there on the prophet's bed. Told a servant, grab me a donkey. We got to make haste. She got to the prophet. He said, woman, what you doing here? You okay? She said, and, she, and the first thing he said, is the child okay? You okay? And she said, it shall be well. That's silly. That's, 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 that's stupid peace. When you know your child is dead, but you're saying it shall be well. Because what that does is it tingles this. It, it, it moves God because you. He sees the situation. He knows the situation. He knows the pressure that you under. But instead of you buckling and instead of you acting out of character, you say it shall be well. Big peace. My God, that's some good stuff. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because you commit yourself to the Lord, you lean on the Lord, and you hope confidently in him. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's He keeps you in perfect peace because of that. Perfect peace. I'm preaching myself happy. If ain't nobody else getting it, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching myself happy. I literally am. I am preaching myself happy. 
Why? Because the word is the word. It doesn't matter. God said, focus on me. I'll keep you in peace. Keep your mind on Je Jesus. Jesus, I died that you might have peace. So just focus. Why don't you tap into what I already gave you? I've already given it to you. Tap into it. How do you tap it? Focus. Focus. Watch this. Let's go to uh, Psalms 1. Let's go Psalms 1. Bless God. Watch this. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Remember I told you, those are three action words. That means these are, this is something that you're going to have to do consciously knowing that you're doing it. You go, you're going to walk, you're walking constantly in the counsel of the ungodly, constantly standing in the way of sinners, and constantly sitting in the seat of the scornful. This is a constant a constant effort over and over. He said, blessed is the man that don't do that. He said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, does he what? Focus, meditate. That's how focus is. He meditate both day and night. Focus. I'm staying focused. I'm staying focused. No matter what happens, day and night, I'm staying focused. What will happen when you focus? You shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall what? Prosper. Whatever you do is going to prosper. Don't matter. Watch this. Let's go amplify. Y'all know I love to amplify. He said, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. Remember I told you, you make life look easy. That's why folk envy you. But it's not you. It's the God in you. It's the Jesus that's on the inside. That's doing the thing. Why? Because you have focused your, your whole entire life on obeying the will of God. Because a ton of sacrifice cannot outweigh an ounce of obedience. A ton of sacrifice cannot outweigh an ounce of obedience. Right? Blessed is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes. We learned on last week, if you saved, what in the world are you getting counseled about your life from a person who ain't saved? Why? Because your problems are spiritual. They're not natural. So you can't get a natural input on a spiritual situation. That's why folk walking in the flesh. That's why people can't get delivered. That's the reason why people are not seeing the full effect of the power of God. Because you're trying to rationalize or you're trying to put something in the, you're trying to uh, uh, do a, uh, give a fleshly, bless God, a fleshly answer for a spiritual question. You're trying to do a fleshly solution for a spiritual problem. Won't happen. Because the flesh and the spirit is always constantly at each other. Paul said that. There's enmity between the flesh and the spirit. They're always at war. Because, because the spirit wants you to submit and the flesh is trying to put you in bondage. Listen to what I said now. Grab this because this is a nugget. This is a nugget. The spirit wants you to submit to God and, 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 and resist the devil and he shall flee. But the flesh is trying to, it, it's, it's trying to bring you into bondage. It's not trying to give you a choice. Now life is choice driven. But the flesh don't want to give you a choice. Flesh say, you're going you gonna to feed me. 
You're going to do what I tell you to do. You're going to commit adultery. You're going to cheat. You're going to lie. You're going to steal. Why? Because you, 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 you came in the flesh first. I got first dibs. Your loyalty is supposed to be to me. Wrong answer. Your loyalty is not to, to your flesh once you get saved. When you get saved and delivered, your loyalty switch, switches to God. Well, how do you know about that switch? Focus. How do you, how do you learn about that switch? Focus. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he shall flee. Focus. These scriptures are focus driven. He said what? He said once again, blessed is the man who walks not and lives in the counsel of the ungodly following their advice, plans, and purposes, nor standeth Stand submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. You do what you stand. You you right there with them. You're not making the change. You're not walking away. You're not going in the same direction. You just standing there. Then it says, "Nor sit down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather." Well, folks just talk about people all the time. You ever been around a person? Always got something to say about somebody else, but can't see what they're pro can't see their inner secrecies, can't see what's on the inside of them, but they got plenty of, of opinion about someone else. But the Bible says, blessed is the man who don't do that, who does not do that. Where is his delight? But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, and the teachings of God. And he habitually meditates ponders, studies by day and by night. focus. That's all it is. Focus. And he shall be like a tree firmly, uh, firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth fruit in its season. Not somebody else's season we learned last week. Your season. Your season and somebody else's season is two different things. Its leaves shall not fade or wither and everything get that. Everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Everything. Every, everything. What thing, whatever that you could contemplate on or think about, every, everything. 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 The whole nine yards, everything comes to pass. Everything. Watch this. Let's go on the word. Our third foundational scripture, and then we're going to get down into the meat of this, uh, uh, meat to talk about focus. Let's go here. I said, we're going to Philippians 4, verses 6. Philippians 4 and 6. The Bible says this. Now, I'm, I'm going to read this first in the, amplif I mean, in the uh, King James, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified. Why? Because I want you to see something. Watch this. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known where? Unto God, not unto man, not unto mama, not unto daddy, not unto your husband, not unto your wife, not unto your child, not unto your homie, not unto your best friend, not, not your, your BFF, whatever you want to call it. You got to let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passive, all understanding, passive. Remember what I was telling you, that silly peace? That when everything, all hell is broke loose, you still sitting in the midst of the boat like Jesus sleep. You sleep on the boat, you sleep. Because all of this stuff going on, why? Because Jesus is in the boat with me, I'm chilling. If Jesus is sleeping out, see, that was what, that, that's what Jesus was trying to get to the disciples. When the storm came up, beating the boat and everything else, Jesus was trying to be the example. Jesus was trying to tell the disciples, if I'm asleep, 
Why you ain't sleep? Because if I'm on the boat and I'm asleep and I know it's a storm going on, if the storm ain't bothering me, since I'm on the boat, storm shouldn't be bothering you. We should have that exact same mindset that if the storm it is not bothering Jesus, it ain't bothering us. God, the peace with passive all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Watch this. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue or if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on those are the things that God wants you to think on. Think on these things. He said, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. That's what he said. The God of peace shall be with you. Now watch this in the Amplified version. This is what I want y'all to see in the Amplified. Watch this. He said, watch this. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite requests. With thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known unto God. Continue to make, continue, that's why I, I keep telling people who said it is already done. That, that's what he means. Continue to make your wants known unto God. Yes, it's already done, but God needs to know what you want. So let me just put it into perspective. Back in the day, back in the day, at, 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 at Christmas time, back in the day, yuck, yuck. Your, your mom, your mom would, would, would take you to the store. She said, what you want? But she wouldn't tell you. She buying it. She said, what you want Santa Claus to bring you? She doing the buying, but she tell you what you want Santa Claus to bring you. And you go in the store, you tell. Now, imagine if you, if you will, put this in your imagination. You go into the store and you say, well, it's already done, mama. Now you're in the midst of a whole toy department. But you said it's already done. So mama going to look at you and say, well, what's already done? I don't see a toy name that's already done. That's what she going to say. Why? Because you have to be specific when you're talking to God. Mama, I want that evil Knievel dragster. I want that G.I. I want, I want that G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. I want Stretch Armstrong. You ain't talking about clothes that you need on your back because you got holes in the knees of your pants, but you going down to talk. Why? Because you are making your request made known to mommy. What you want from Santa Claus? Well, good God Almighty, Jesus sure ain't Santa Claus. So let's get that abundantly clear. Jesus ain't Santa Claus. But there are things and needs that are in your life that needs to be addressed. So he needs for you to come and he needs you to make your wants known unto him. He knows that it's already done. He did it. So why are you coming to him saying you ain't got to ask because it's already done? The devil is a liar and the truth ain't in him. Now, he said, and God, he said, he said, and God's peace, seven verse. Shall be yours that tranquil state of, of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ and so fearing nothing from God and being content with this earthly lot of whatsoever sort it is. I'm cool with whatever it is because I got this peace that transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
He said, for the rest, brethren, watch this, whatsoever is, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, and is honorable and seeming, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there's any virtue and excellence, if there, if there is anything worthy of praise, what? Think on that. Focus. Focus. Think on and weigh and take account of these. They focus. Fix your mind on them. Focus. 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 Focus your mind on them. Then he said, now, now don't just focus, but then practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it. Remember I told y'all last week, I said, if, if anybody is qualified to talk about how you need to think in trials, it's the Apostle Paul. He's qualified. Because of all of the stuff that he went through. Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it. And the God of peace, untroubled, well undisturbed, well-being will be with you. What you saying, Pastor Bennett? I'm going to show y'all something. This is something what the enemy does not want y'all to understand. Watch this. Watch this. I want y'all to see this because it's imperative. Focus is a weapon that is used against the enemy of distraction. Focus. It is a weapon. You did not know that your meditation on the word of God, your staying focused on the purpose and the destiny that God has called you to do. You did not realize that focus is a weapon. Focus. Focus is being used as a weapon. That's one of your greatest weapons. Focus. Because when you begin to focus on the things of God, you can't, you don't get distracted by the things of Satan. Watch this. Distractions are sent by the enemy to cause you to compromise with what God has instructed you. Fo distractions. What do we talk about? Distractions. Distractions. That's what they come to do, to distract. Distractions are sent by the enemy to cause you to compromise what God has instructed you to do. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Let's, let's look at it real quick like. I'm just going to hit it and go. The Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, Can it really be that God has said, You shall not eat from the tree of the garden? King James said, Now the serpent was more subtle than any of the beasts of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Focus. Distraction. Distraction. Distractions are sent by the enemy to cause you to compromise what God has instructed you to do. You know why it causes you to compromise? Because the minute that you lose focus. What is a great example? Let's talk about a great example of losing focus. First of all, let me say this. What causes Distractions. What causes distractions? Let's talk about that. What causes distraction? Let's talk about one of the greatest examples of focus in the Bible. Let's talk about one of the greatest examples of really just losing focus in the Bible. Who you talk about, Pastor Bennett? All right, well, let me tell you. The Bible says that there was a storm that came out up on the water. Jesus was watching from the mountain. 
seeing the disciples in distress. Bible said he came walking on the water. The disciples that were in the boat, they was like, oh, Lord, it's a ghost that's coming out here. It's a ghost. Jesus said, be not afraid. It's not a ghost. It is I. It's Jesus. Peter stepped up. Peter. Peter. I got a deacon. I call him Peter. He just act just like Peter. Peter stepped up and said, Lord, if it be you, bid me come out on the water. And Jesus said, come on. Come on out here, homie. Come on. The water's perfect. You know how they be when they dive in the swimming pool, they say, come on. Dive on in. The water's perfect. Jesus was like, come on out here. The water's perfect. Now, mind you, there was a storm going on when all of this stuff was happening. The storm never stopped. The storm never stopped. And the Bible said that Peter stepped out of the boat, stepped on the water. Now, the, 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 the preach about that is Peter, most preachers preach about Peter being in the water, stepping out on the water. That's what most preachers preach about. I got a different viewpoint. My viewpoint was this. If Jesus was on the water and it was most safer to be on the water than it was in the boat, then if Peter can step out on the water, why am I still, why the other 11 still sitting there? Distracted. The other 11 were distracted. No one was, Peter was focused. That's the difference between Peter and the other 11. Peter was focused when he stepped out on the water. And the Bible says, as long as he kept his eye on Jesus, he didn't sink. The Bible says, but when Peter looked at the wind and the waves and saw that they were boisterous, he began to sink. That is the reason why distractions are sent by the enemy to cause you to compromise what God has instructed. Jesus instructed Peter to come on the water. But because of distraction that came from the flesh, he sank. So as long as you don't, when you don't stay focused, you sink. Well, what causes distractions, Pastor Bennett? Pastor Bennett, what causes distractions? I'm going to tell you what causes distractions. Temptations. Temptations the, are the major weapons that the enemy uses as distraction. Temptations. Temptations are the major weapon. Temptations are the major weapons. They are. Temptations are. You're tempted. You're tempted. You get so caught up into what you're going through. I'm going to put that back up there again. Temptations are the major weapons that the enemy uses as distractions. You are so enamored with what you're going through. You're so exasperated with all of this trial and tribulation that you lose sight on what's really happening. Go back to the boat. The disciples were so Caught up into what's happening with the boat to they're not realizing, well, Jesus sleep on the boat. Listen to this. Look at look look at first Corinthians. I'm going, I'm going there. I tell y'all, my God, this time be flying. Praise God. I'm out of time, but I'm never out of word. 
I got plenty of word. I'm just out of time. I want y'all to get this. Corinthians, I want you to get, I want you to get this revelation. I want you to get this from part two. I want you to get this revelation. Watch this. The Bible says this. There has, this is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I want y'all to get this. The Bible says, there have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. What are you saying, Pastor Ben? Common. It's, a, it's, it's everyday life. Common. My trial might not be your trial, but it is a trial. Your trial might not be my trial, but it is a trial. My trial might not be my deacon's trial, but it's a trial. And it's and it's centered on the same three things. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. These are the three things that Satan works and issues out and hit the temptations that comes to you. These are the things that come to distract you. Three things, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. These are the three things. That's what got Adam and Eve in trouble in the garden, and it's been, and it's been with us since the fall. Only three things. Demonic spirits are sent to you from the time that you hit this earth until the time that you recognize that you need to be saved, if you do. And they watch all of your fleshly movements. They know how you move. They know how you operate. They know what you like in your flesh. I'm going to do a teaching about the garden, about, that, about what transpired in the garden. But I want you to know something. Satan had been watching Eve for a minute. Eve had been coming to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for a minute. She just didn't come there. Just didn't haphazardly just walk up on it. She knew too much about it. Because when she gave the description of what the tree is before she ate of the fruit, that lets me know that she had been studying. Her focus was on the tree. Her focus was on the tree. There has no temptation that has taken you. There's no temptation taking you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to what? Bear it. In other words, God said, I ain't pulling you out of it, but I'm going to give you a way of not being stuck in it. <laughs> yeah, you're in, you're in the wilderness. But it's gonna come a time where you got to cross, cross Jordan and go into the promised land. I mean, I mean, cross over. You're in the wilderness, but you got to cross over. In other words, you going through your trials and your tribulations. I ain't taking you out of them because there's something I'm trying to get to you. We're gonna learn about that about being focused, so you can uh, so you can focus on what he's trying to get at you. Because because trials and tribulations don't just come to you haphazardly. They come when it's time for promotion and when God is time is is, is about to take. Something out have this have Satan remove out of you what doesn't was not does not belong to you but belongs to him so that you could be filled with the next level. Oh, we're gonna talk about this.
Amplify, and I'm going to read it real quick. There's no temptation or trial regarding as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid home on you. That is not common to man. There is no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience as such as a man can bear. So stop saying you can't take this. Because it's come. Because you saying I can't take this is saying that God does not have the wisdom to know that he can that that uh, he won't place no more on you than you can bear. You're saying God doesn't have wisdom when you say I can't take it. Hmm. That's scripture. Go check your word. But God is faithful to his word and his compassionate nature, and he can be trusted. Not to let you be tempted and tried in a state beyond your ability and strength. Because when you say you can't take it, you're saying God does not have wisdom to not allow you to be tempted and tried in a state beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he will always, not sometimes, always provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place. That you may be capable and strong and power, powerful to bear up under it patiently. What you're saying, Pastor Bennett? When we concentrate on the test instead of what God has, has, teach, has taught us through previous testings, we lose focus on what God is trying to reveal to us about ourselves. Hmm. Father, in Jesus' name, help us to stay focused. Help us to be focused on your word. Help us to be focused on the things that you have called us to do. Help us to be focused on the mindset, Lord God, that you know what we can take, how much we can take, when we can take it, and in the manner that we can take it in. That you have provided a way of escape, Lord, so we don't keep going in cycles. That we can come out and we can be, bless God, safe. That we can be perfect and entire, one and nothing, which is your will for us. Help us to understand, Lord, we bind flesh, every movement of it, in the name of Jesus, that our flesh be subject unto you. And Father, we thank you in all things. It's in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Thank God. Amen. Come on, give God praise. Amen. Like I always say, I'm out of, I'm out of time, but never out of word. We're going to go into a part three of this. We're going to keep on going with this because I want you to see the importance of focus. I want you to see the cause and effect of, 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 of focus. That what, what happens when you focus and what happens when you don't focus. The cause and the effect. I want you to see that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Remember this Sunday coming up Sunday. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm excited about it. Every Sunday, will you come worship with us? Praise the Lord. Will you come worship with us? At 11 o'clock a.m., 5985 Oak Brook Parkway in the beautiful city of Norcross, Georgia, 30093. Once again, 5985 Oak Brook Parkway, Norcross, Georgia, 30093. Would you come and meet us there? Matter of fact, beat us there. Amen. For our Sunday morning worship. Amen. Praise the Lord. We also have our Covenant Talk Bible study that comes on. Praise the Lord every Thursday night at the same location, 5985 Oak Brook Parkway in Norcross, Georgia. 30093, and of course, PB's Corner. Praise the Lord every Sunday at 7 o'clock p.m. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you do need prayer, 
Please, ma'am, and please, sir, if you need prayer, send your prayer request to New Covenant International, uh, New Covenant INTL Fellowship at gmail.com. Or you can enter your prayer request on our website at www.ncifm.org. Once again, www.ncifm.org. Click on our Contact Us tab. There you can send us your prayer requests or ask questions about the ministry. Remember to hit the likes and share buttons. Bless God if you're blessed. Even in the podcast world, you can send, you can share out the podcast. Share it out so that someone can be blessed on their cell phones. Amen. They may not be able to look at Facebook or be able to have their phones out on Facebook, but can put the ear the earpiece in their ear and listen. Bless God. If you want to sow a seed, you can send it via Cash App the Dollar Sign New Covenant INTL. Also, by downloading the Givelify app and searching for the New Covenant International Fellowship Ministries of Norcross, Georgia, and by PayPal and Zelle using the email address newcovenantintlfellowship at gmail.com. Once again, this is Pastor, Pastor Ricky Bennett, PB, y'all. Just call me PB. It's all I am. Bless God. I'm just someone that's yielded unto the Lord. I ain't caught up in the titles. I don't care about no titles. Ain't got nothing to do with titles. Praise the Lord. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I am an extraordinary person because I serve an extraordinary God. I look a whole lot better than I do right now because my future is manifesting. It's PB. Y'all know I love y'all. God bless y'all. And until next week, remember part three, part three, keeping your focus. Until then, peace.